Welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. I'm your host, Phoebe Lay, and I'm so excited that you're here today. On our podcast, we are going to be talking about the things that inspire you in business to help you create a conscious brand that will not only build credibility and give you more opportunities in your business to thrive, but also help you to create in a deliberate, conscious kind of way. This is a place where meaningful conversations will inspire you to create, pursue, and thrive and shine in business. Hey, everybody. Today, I have a wonderful guest speaker who I'm really delighted to have on the show. Stephen Lewis started writing for websites in 1994, putting him among the world's first website copywriters. He has been writing professionally as a journalist and a direct response copywriter ever since. His journalism has been featured in publications like the Financial Times and Esquire, and his copywriting clients include Rolex, Coca-Cola, and even Microsoft. He's lectured in PR and journalism, and his book on public relations has been taught at Sydney University and translated for international distribution. Today, Stephen's journalistic research-based approach to copywriting services informs our unique process and popular online copywriting courses. And I think that having Stephen on the show is going to be a wonderful way for us to learn more about one of the key tools to converting using social media and websites. Stephen, welcome. Thanks, Phoebe. It's great to have you on today. Thank you for your time. Stephen, what have you been up to in the past couple of weeks or months since we've gone into lockdown and things have rapidly changed in the last year? Well, we um, write a lot of websites and that hasn't really changed uh, because of the lockdown. We did think it was going to. So the first time we locked down last year, we thought, well, you know, the work is going to dry up and we should start doing some courses. So the investment in copywriting is sometimes more than a, a small business might have. So we invested in, in doing some courses to help people to do it for themselves because that's what we thought was going to happen, that the work would dry up, but people would have a lot of time on their hands. So actually, we found the work didn't dry up, but somehow having set that intention to create courses, we've ended up, I think we've got something like nine courses now on the website for people to take. So that's good. That's you know gone great because actually teaching other people to do this themselves is incredibly rewarding. That's fantastic, Stephen, because one of the things that I am a firm believer in is that copy is what sells, that people can have a bunch of words on their website or on their social media posts, but ultimately, if they don't know how to craft it in a way that connects with their audience, it's just a bunch of words. What do you think about that? It's the thing I think that people just don't understand properly in the sense that they don't think about it. It's one of the reasons, for instance, we don't edit other people's writing because people will come to me and say, look, I don't need you to write my website. I've written my own website or somebody else has written my website, but I want you to improve the copy. And we won't do it because I say to people, I say, look, you could send me the writing and I could make it better but if I don't do the work that a real copywriter does, which is understanding your business and your clients and your competitors, I'll take your version, I'll make it into something that sounds better, but I won't know whether it says the right things. So, you know, in the world of, of a social media marketer, for instance, Phoebe, you might, um, you know, say something like, I write really beautiful Facebook posts. 
And I could work with you to say that in 32 different wonderful ways. But if that's not what your audience wants, what they actually want is leads and traffic and engagement, and they don't you know, want a beautifully written Facebook post, then we're just saying the wrong thing in a nicer way. And most websites are written to make the business owner's mother proud. So mum will read your website and she'll think, oh my God, the money I spent sending you to university, that was well worth it because you sound amazing. But your clients are there going, well, what do you do? What's the benefit to me? Why you? Why not the other people? That's what a copywriter will help you do. It's fine. The things that you do that are valuable to your clients and explain those things in a way that is simple and persuasive to your clients. And it doesn't really matter what your mum thinks about it. I love that you use the word simple and also persuasive. I think that is something that is a really big key ingredient and it's missing in a lot of posts. That And I often see that not just in on websites, but in emails, on posts, and it's something that a lot of people struggle with. Stephen, what do you say to the people that come to you and they ask you to write one page, for example, a landing page? Do you do things like that, helping people write copy for a single page, or what's your process in that regard? There's a confusion, I think, sometimes with a landing page because people do, and we do have it with clients, that it's just one page. But on the internet, of course, you can have 10 million words on one page at one URL. So a landing page isn't, you can say it's just a page, but we've written landing pages for people that are 4,000, 5,000 words. Other people would have landing pages that are even longer because you have to understand the job of a landing page, generally speaking, is you are sending traffic to that page. That traffic generally doesn't know you or doesn't know everything it needs to know about you or what you're selling. And what you don't want is somebody who comes to that page and goes, oh, I wish I knew a bit more about Phoebe. I'll just click the about us. Oh, I'll just click the content. Oh, hang on. I've seen a blog post I'm quite interested in. And they're pinging around your website like a pinball with no focus. The purpose of a landing page is to get somebody in at the top with a headline that says, hey, this is you. Don't you recognize yourself here? Does this sound like your problem? Because I've got a solution. And as somebody reads that page, they will have questions. And the job of the copy is to anticipate what the next question is going to be and to answer that question without you having to go somewhere else. So we do write landing pages for people, but we generally charge as much for a landing page in the sense of a sales page as we would for a whole website. Because the amount of copy on a single landing page could be the same as the copy for a whole website because it has to do the same things. It has to tell people what you offer, who you are, why you're better than anybody else, all in that one page. I think a landing page is one of the most important elements uh, when it comes to looking at someone's marketing funnel. I've had I've had lots of clients in the past that have come to us saying, you know, we want to run a Facebook ad but they don't have a high converting landing page. And I remember in the beginning stages when I was showing people my framework for writing copy, I found that that was the one thing that most people knew was important, but they couldn't grasp it. So you're running these courses and uh, showing people the method. Do you have like a framework or a methodology that you provide? We teach the exact same methodology that we use. So in our landing page copywriting course, for instance, 
the target market for that course is either a business owner or the marketing person within a business who is going to write their own page. And even if they're not going to write their own page, they want to know what's involved in it so they know whether the copywriter they go out and get is doing the right thing and they want to know how to critique the result. Because if you don't know anything about writing a landing page and you commission someone to write a landing page, you are 100% trusting them to have done all the right things. The second audience is somebody who has clients like you do who wants to be able to write that landing page because I know that a lot of marketers, particularly digital marketers, are frustrated because they create an ad for a client or or a campaign or some kind of funnel. And eventually, all of that reaches the landing page and the landing page is dog shit. And so all of the work that's done on getting exactly the right people to the landing page is wasted because there's a massive hole in the bucket. But even a lot of digital marketers, you know, they don't, they're not copywriters. They don't know how to write the landing page. They know how to set everything up to get the right people to the right place, but that's not the same skill. But when you go to the client, the client says, well, I don't know what's wrong with my landing page. The purpose of the course there also helps the digital marketer to be able to look at the page and go, well, I can tell you it's this and it's this and it's this and this is why. And my experience with clients is if you can explain to them why their copy isn't working, none of it is rocket science when you explain it to somebody, listen, your audience knows X, but your headline is about Y. People go, oh, God, yeah, you're right. But you need the language to be able to do that. So the course takes you from not knowing how to write or structure a landing page to writing a landing page for yourself, if that's what you want to do, including learning how to do all the research that you need to do about what you'd need to say on the page. Because as I say, most web pages fail to convince because not because they're badly written, but because they're talking about the wrong things. I absolutely agree. And Stephen, I remember one of our previous conversations that we've had in the past You were talking about the fact that you don't save your clients' time. You're actually doing something for them. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. A red flag for us, if somebody comes to us for copywriting, is I would do this myself if I had the time. And there are two things there. Nobody's ever gone to a surgeon and said, I'd cut out my own kid's appendix if I had the time. You understand the surgeon can do something that you can't do. So if you don't think that a copywriter can do something that you can't do yourself, then you probably shouldn't be talking to a copywriter because you don't regard the skill that's involved. And part of the skill that is involved is we have to understand your business as if we are your business and that when we're writing to your clients, we know your clients as if we are you. That takes time and you need to be involved in transferring that information to us. So at the end of the process, you're the expert in your business. The copywriter is the expert in communication. And what you have is a collaboration between the two of you. But if your idea is, I'm just going to say to you, listen, I'm an accountant in North Sydney, write me a website, I'd like it in a week. All you're going to get is some generic nonsense that isn't about you and doesn't resonate with your clients. So we do save people time in the sense that most people, even if they were trying to write their own website, one, they wouldn't get it right, but two, it would take them longer, but they have to invest the time with the copywriter. And if your copywriter isn't asking you to invest time, you've got to ask why. Are they already an expert in your business? Mm, Absolutely. 
And I think one of the key differences as well between a copywriter and and for those that are listening that don't know what a copywriter is compared to, for example, a content writer, it's the term that you used earlier, which is persuasion. You know, copywriting is about writing in a way that really triggers people into action and they read the words on a page or on a website or a post and they feel compelled to reach out because they literally feel like you are speaking to them. And so that's the difference. You know, we've got content writers as well on our team that can write for financial planners, even lawyers, coaches, et cetera. But a copywriter, the difference is a copywriter is writing to convert and to generate leads. So one of the things that a client will often come to me for is getting us to generate leads for them and to, like you mentioned before, run ads or put together a strategy for their posts. And sometimes they come to us with really great informative information and you know they want to put together an article or something but they don't necessarily have, for example, key things like call to actions. And, uh, you know, they, they don't speak in the right tone of voice and things like that. What would be your tips for people that are writing copy for, say, for example, a post online on social media? You have to understand where your target audience is in terms of what they think and feel and believe about what you do and where you want them to be. And there might be different groups of people in that analysis. It's not necessarily everybody in your target audience thinks and feels and believes one way. But for example, I mean, in my world, for instance, I post a lot on LinkedIn. Most of my posts can be traced back to the need that I have for my target audience to understand that copywriting is, as you say, about persuasion. A copywriter is not someone who writes prettily. It's not someone who writes in a way that would have got them a great grade in high school. That's not what copywriting is. And that is the problem. A lot of people go to somebody who was told by a high school English teacher that they write nicely. And that person has decided that they'd love to work in a cafe with a Wi-Fi connection and just be free. And they just write lovely things for you. That's not what you're looking for. You're looking for someone who knows how to research because 80% of copywriting is research. You need someone who can research it, who can understand your business and who can understand what your clients really want. So that's one why real copywriting costs more money than a lot of people think it will because there's more you know, effort involved in it. And there is the skill that somebody has to bring to it because not only does somebody, yes, have to be a good writer, they have to be able to understand different businesses quickly and different people. So I need people to move from thinking everybody writes because we all type emails all day to copywriting as a specialist combination of skills with a particular outcome in mind being persuasion. So every single post I put on Facebook is about demonstrating the amount of work that we do that isn't just tippity-tapping at our keyboards, writing beautiful sentences that our high school English teacher would have liked. What would you say has been one of the most memorable clients that you've worked with? What I love is we find out about all kinds of different businesses all the time. I mean, this week I was talking to somebody about, you know, the laws about modern slavery and all kinds of laws in in Australia that I didn't know about that companies of a certain size have to comply with. One of the clients that springs to mind, for instance, was a surgeon who was 
He's one of only two surgeons in the world who can do what he does. And what was so fascinating is that if you had the, the condition that he treats, it's called hyperhidrosis, which is excessive sweating. And when I say excessive sweating, I mean, if you have it in your feet, every surface is a wet surface. These guys have to go out in two pairs of socks because my client has literally had patients who've broken their ankles because they were walking on a polished concrete floor and slipped over because their feet are that sweaty. They can never wear flip-flops. They can't hold hands on a date because their hands are so wet. Serious problem. But this guy's website was not converting. And what was fascinating was talking to him about, well, if you've got this kind of problem and you've found one of only two surgeons in the world who can fix it, why wouldn't you contact and it turned out it was because people don't believe that the surgery works. So we had to learn everything about the surgery, everything about what these patients had experienced in their life up until this point. Because if I tell you, you've got a problem where, you know, imagine you've got a problem so bad that your hands are so wet that you can't use a trackpad on a computer because it won't recognize your hands because they're too wet. You'd think, well, I would want that sorted immediately. But people live with this problem for 10, 20 years without getting help. And so when we rewrote the page to speak to the actual patient so that they, what happened was they get to the patient, like, oh my God, you are talking to me. And you write the page in the right sequence, which is this thing works. And you know that the patient's going to go, bullshit. I've heard that before. I don't think it does work. So you introduce proof, all the studies, and they go, oh, okay, but maybe it works, but not for somebody like me. No, it works for everybody. And you write about that and you have case studies and videos and you know, you unlock because the way that a good landing page works is it's like a combination lock on a safe. You know, you turn it this way and you hear a click and then you turn it that way and you hear a click and you have to get everything in the right order or the door doesn't open. And I love the fact that when we wrote that page, that surgeon got an increase in his conversion rate of 433%, which was obviously great for him because he made a lot more money. But I love the fact that it's great for the patients who previously were finding this guy, but not believing him. So they weren't contacting someone who could change their lives. And that to me is the beauty of copyright. Copywriting is not about selling people shonky things that don't work and that they don't need. Copywriting is about connecting great businesses with the people who really benefit from what that business does and putting the two of them together so that they never miss each other because the reader always understands what the business does and that it's for them or it's not for them and neither of them wastes any time. Anyway, that was a very long answer, but hyperhidrosis is the short answer. That's a wonderful result, Stephen. 433%, you said. That surgeon would have been a lot busier after working with you. Oh, we worked out. It took him, it was a referral from an, uh, his ads agency to us. And it took him eight months to agree because he thought it was, oh, it was so expensive and it wasn't worth it. And he had written this great page and what did he need us for? And we worked out that it cost him just in extra ads alone. So to get the same number of patients with his terrible landing page as with our landing page, cost him over those eight months, 250,000 US dollars. That's what he lost just in unnecessary advertising, let alone patients, referrals, 
surgical fees and and so on, all because he didn't want to invest in real copywriting. Mm, That's a lot of potential business. And I think there are a lot of clients out there that, you know, marketers like myself and copywriters, et cetera, would be able to assist if they invested in what they thought was expensive, but realized how much value it brought in. And I love that you mentioned the loss of business because that is a cost. And that's a cost a lot of people don't consider because it's, it's an invisible cost. But sitting there not having business is a cost to the owner. I often say to people, once you've got a good copyright on, you see what happens. The cost of the copywriting pales into insignificance next to the cost of all the lost business. You know, if if a client is worth $1,000 to you, how many extra clients do you have to get to make it worth investing in the copyright? And how many are you going to lose? Like if you lose one person a month, who would, you know, most people, I would say, to be based on my experience, they'll leave a website up for about two years. So if you're losing just one $1,000 person a month because you've got a crap website, that's $24,000 you're losing in two years compared to paying a decent copywriter to do a decent job on your website. And the thing about copywriting is in order to write a compelling website, you have to understand the business. And in order to understand the business, you have to be able to explain the business. And I know with my clients that it doesn't stop at the website. When they've gone through an exercise that properly explains their business in clear language, that is appealing to their target audience, they use it. They use it in their PowerPoints, in their emails. When somebody says to them, what do you do? Because if you've got a website that says, I'm the leading mortgage broker in Bondi, is that something you would comfortably say at a barbecue? Somebody said, you know, what do you, what do, you do? Oh, I'm the leading mortgage broker in Bondi. Nobody is going to say that. But if you work with the copywriter and the copywriter's understood that what people really want from a mortgage broker is that they save time and put them into the most effective loan possible, you might say at a barbecue, oh, you know, I save people three and a half weeks on the mortgage application process and, you know, put them into loans that are, on average save them $350,000 over the year. I'd want a more succinct way of saying that. But my point is once you actually worked out what the person does, how they do it differently and what's special about it, they will use that language everywhere. That's so remarkable. And I'm excited to share this with some of my clients because I think your work comes hand in hand with what we do. And like we said before, if we're running Google or Facebook ads and it's going to a website that's not converting, you know, a lot of the time the clients think it's the ad. And unfortunately, most of the time it isn't. So I think what you do is super valuable. And not only that, but it's things like the service page, the about page, the landing page for the course, the landing page even for the ebook. All of these things could be generating leads. And it's so important that, like you said, the bucket isn't leaking. There isn't a hole in the bucket. So, Stephen, I'd love to know when you work with a client, what's your process from A to Z? So the process, it starts with a questionnaire, which I know sounds pretty common. So the questionnaire is asking you to describe your business to us. Usually, I say usually, usually it's maybe unfair, but often in ways that the client has never thought about their business before. So one of the things we get is, you know, once you've engaged us, you get this questionnaire by email. So there's no interaction, particularly you get an email saying, Phoebe, it's fantastic to be working with you. Um, Can you 
fill in this questionnaire so we can get started. I can't tell you the number of clients who come to me after the questionnaire and say, oh my God, I've learned so much about my business. Like I've done nothing. You've just got a questionnaire, but it asks the right questions that force people to think, oh my God, yes. Oh yeah, I've never never thought about it that way. Then what we do is we have a Zoom workshop with the client to go through the questionnaire because it is amazing once you've seen enough of these questionnaires, how much you can understand about the client and, and their pain and their frustration with the world. We had one recently from a client in Vietnam and I said to him, it reads like a cry from the heart for help. The questionnaire, they're just some of the frustrations that he has with some of his clients. But we ask questions behind it. You know, there's a lot of that Toyota five whys, you know, a lot of so what, like, okay, you've said this, but what does that mean? And if I'm the client, what does that mean? And what am I thinking? So at the end of that process, we've got an understanding of what you think your business does, what you think your clients value about your business, what you think your competitors are good at and where you think you're different from your competitors. And then after that, we go and spend a couple of weeks looking at your competitors' websites. How are they speaking to the market? Because your market is probably looking at your competitors. So it's important to see how how they talk to them. What do they think is important to say? And where are they leaving the door open for you. We interview your clients, which is critical because we will ask your clients questions, one that you've never thought to ask your client. And two, they will tell us things that they won't tell you, or they won't have thought to tell you, or they might not tell you when you know they're speaking to you or you're asking them questions. And we will get a much better understanding. There's a great Peter Drucker quotation, which is most businesses don't know what they sell. And quite often we'll go back to our clients at the end of the research and say, look, you, you sell this widget, but what your clients are buying is the feeling of confidence that the widget won't break the machine or that with the right widget, the machine will run perfectly for 20 years. They're not buying the widget. But all you talk about is the bloody widget. And, and they don't really want to hear about the widget. They want to hear about the results. So we interview the clients. We look at whether there are places online where your potential clients are talking about their problems. Because I mean, if I, I gave you the example of the surgeon earlier, well, he also does bariatric surgery. So stomach stapling sort of surgeries, gastric sleeves for obese people. And in doing the research, we read forums of grossly obese people talking about their medical problems. And we found out that there was a belief among American overweight people that surgeons recommend a particular kind of treatment because it's more profitable to the surgeon. So I went to my client and I said, this is what we found out, you know, tell me about it. And he said, well, that's interesting. He said, because it is more profitable, but that's not why surgeons recommend it. Particularly the reason it gets recommended is because most surgeons can only do that procedure. So when you go to a surgeon who can only do one procedure, what's he going to recommend to you, right? So we were able to say on our client's bariatric surgery webpage, if you're going to get medical advice, make sure you get medical advice from a surgeon who can do all four procedures, because that way they have no incentive to push you into one because it's the one that they can do. So, you know, that's what you get from that online listening exercise. You learn huge amounts. And, you know, we did a huge research project for somebody who sells CBD oil in the States. And we found out that all the CBD oil websites Assume that you know what CBD oil is, what it's good for, whether it's safe to take, if you can pass a drug test while you're taking it. They assume you know that because they work in CBD oil. They know everything. They've forgotten what the rest of us do and don't know. So my client changed their website to be much more consumer friendly at a lower level of knowledge. 
And the result was that their SEO went through the roof because they were answering the questions better than their competitors who weren't answering the questions. So we go and we look and we understand what do people want to know? And then we go back to our clients. So, you know, we've done the questionnaire, we've done the workshop, we've interviewed clients, we've listened online, we've looked at search engine results to see what people are typing in. Then we go back to the client. We say, well, Phoebe, you've told us this. We found out all of this. If we put all of that together, here's what we think it means. Here's where we think you're different. Here's where we think your unique selling proposition is and what you can really claim as your unique positioning. And this is how we think we should approach it on the website. And we have a video workshop about that. And assuming that you agree to it, we go away and we write the pages of your website that you need us to write. So it, you know, as I say, I mean, yes, there's time saving in the fact that we go out and do the research, but you've got to be available for the workshops and to answer questions and tell us about the business. But then we go away and we write something that says the things that it actually needs to say. I love that. And I love that your questionnaire is allowing people to learn more about themselves and their business and their clients than before they even have started working with you. So, Stephen, this brings me to my last question before we go into the rapid fire questions. And um, and it's something that, you know, I think a lot of people are probably asking from listening right now to this episode. How much would you say in terms of if you found the right copywriter, let's just say someone is working with a copywriter right now, but it's not working. They thought it was a copywriter, but it turned out it was just someone that was good at writing. How much would you say someone's experience and expertise comes to play in this regard? Can anyone be a copywriter? And another question is how much would or should someone pay a copywriter to write content? I mean, theoretically, anybody could be a copywriter in the sense that there's no formal, you know, qualification, there's no barrier, you don't have to be a certain height. What you need beyond anything else, the ability to ask the right questions. You need the ability to ask the right questions and the ability to understand the answers. So you've got to understand the business and you've got to understand the clients and you've got to understand the competition because a great copywriter now now deceased called Eugene Schwartz said, great copy is not written, it's assembled. It is from that research. So the problem I think that a lot of people have when they get into quote unquote copywriting is they focus on the writing part of that word. And as I said before, they think I write nicely and writing nicely is meaningless if you're not saying the right things. So somebody who's got an inquiring mind and a willingness to ask stupid questions, because quite often when you're dealing with a client, you know, they might get annoyed in the first 10 minutes because they think you're asking stupid questions and you're an idiot. Firstly, you're asking the questions that their audience is asking. Secondly, you generally get to a point, in my experience, normally about three questions in, but it could be five, it could be 10, where you ask a question that is equally as stupid as all the other questions that you've asked, but the client can't answer it or the client thinks, oh yeah, shit, I do get asked that question all the time. And you're right, it isn't on our website, it isn't in our in our marketing. So all, all of those things are things that you can do if you're anybody, if you've got business experience. What I would say though, is if you want to be a writer, it's not the job for you. Probably if you want to be a researcher and you quite like writing, then it's a much better job for you because there's certainly writing and technique that goes into it. But a good copywriter is wherever possible writing at a grade eight or lower level. So if you're one of those people who once fancied writing a literary novel, 
and you like the idea of flowery sentences with great flourishes and, you know, using all of your knowledge of grammar to make a sentence as long as possible, you're not going to enjoy copywriting because good copywriting can be read and understood by a 12-year-old. And that is one of the big problems I find that most of my clients have. As soon as you say to them, good copy should be written by a 12-year-old, they're like, oh, no, you don't understand. My audience is very, very clever. They all went to university. They've all got PhDs. They're all lawyers and accountants and astrophysicists. <laughs> I don't need to write simply. And like, yeah, but that astrophysicist is giving you about 10% of his or her brain power while they're reading your webpage. They're at home. They're on the sofa. The kids are screaming. They're watching. Netflix, you're not getting the same attention they would give if they were reading a scientific paper. They're reading your website about GST planning. <laughs> it's not, they're not willing to give you that much attention. So it's all about writing simply. So yes, I think anyone could be a copywriter, but you have to understand what the job is. And if you don't understand what the job is, you'll be an absolutely terrible copywriter. In terms of how much you should pay a copywriter, I would say more than you imagine. Because it's a job with no barrier to entry. I mean, I was reading a Facebook group the other day and somebody had written a 2000 word article for somebody for 30 well, how much time, attention, expertise, thought do you think somebody can give something for $30? So that's while what you pay will vary, you have to ask yourself, how much time do I think someone's going to spend on this? And how much expertise do I think I'm asking for? Because if I'm going to phone somebody up and say, this is my business and I want you to write a web page about it, and you think that person can do it in two hours, that person must be very bloody smart and know a lot about your business already. So that person probably isn't available for $15 an hour. So the more you're asking for, the more expertise is required. If you just want someone to type, well, you can find anybody to type for you. So it's got to be the expertise. You've got to be thinking about how much expertise is it going to take to understand my business and my customer and persuade my customer? Because if you were paying a salesperson to sell to your customer in person, you probably wouldn't be paying that person 50 bucks an hour to sell your $10,000 service. You know, so you, that's what I'd be saying. You have to be thinking about what you're asking of the person that you're talking to. And also you have to think about the output might be small. You know, it might be quote unquote, just an email or just a two-sided brochure. But the person still has to understand what they're writing about and for whom they're writing. So you might find it's not a good idea for your first engagement with a copywriter to be a small project because a good copywriter is going to say to you, if I'm writing one email on your behalf, I still need to know a lot in order to write 200 words. So it's not about saying, but that email is only 200 words. It's about what went into it, which is why we specialize in websites and landing pages rather than smaller pieces, which we do do for our clients. But it's because it looks crazy expensive to say to somebody, yeah, it's going to cost you five figures to write a two-sided brochure because I need to understand your business. But it doesn't look that crazy when I'm writing your whole website. Thank you so much for sharing. And for those that are curious about uh, hearing more or finding out how they can work with Stephen, I will pop Stephen your website agency um, URL in the show notes along with your YouTube channel and your LinkedIn and also the link to your SEO content marketing course and that way people can find out more. That brings me to the rapid fire questions, Stephen. I'm ready. 
because I think my audience will probably love to know a little bit more about you outside of business. So my first rapid fire question is, if there was one thing you cannot live a day without, what would it be? I know I could, you know, I should choose my children, but let's take that as a given. I would have a pair of headphones and something they could be connected to. I have a pair of headphones in my pocket at all times, including the pocket of my pajamas. <laughs> That's fantastic. Who inspires you the most or who inspired you to start the business that you do today? All the great copywriters that I've read. There's a line of copywriters really going from Claude Hopkins, who was writing in the 1920s and before, through to copywriters who are very much alive today, who've written some of the classic campaigns of our time. And when you look at their work, it's it's elegant and it's simple and it's sold millions of dollars of product. I just, I love the way those guys work. I've learned a lot from reading their stuff. That's incredible. Where do you see yourself or your agency in five years? Doing more teaching. We, we are on a mission to rid the world of bullshit one sentence at a time because nothing in marketing gets in the way of bringing the right businesses in the path of the right people more than the gobbledygook and crap that people speak that prevents people from understanding the value they would be getting. And there's only so much that we can do as a team. So if we can teach more people how to write persuasively for themselves, that's a whole lot more people not writing in bullshit and gibberish. I think that would definitely simplify things for a lot of people. And lastly, if you could leave the world with one message, what would it be? Less bullshit, please. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Stephen, for your time. I'm excited to share this episode with my LinkedIn and my Instagram and Facebook audience. And for those that are listening, please make sure that you head over to taylist.agency to visit Stephen's website and check out the show notes to get more details of what we've just talked about. Thanks, Phoebe. Thanks, Stephen. 